Ave Maria. You're listening to MonkCast, and this is part two of my interview with Father Marion. In this segment, we'll play a question from a BC student for the monks, that this time will be answered by Father Marion. So these questions can range anywhere from what the monks do in their spare time to great spiritual questions. This time on the show, we've got Sarah, who has a question about experiencing dryness and doubt in prayer. And here's the question. Um, what advice do you have for anyone who might be struggling to overcome periods of spiritual dryness or times of doubt? You know, dryness and doubt. You know, one thing about that, it, you could debate whether you've got one thing or two. Um, I'll treat them as two. They, they definitely can go together. Um, let me start with doubt. You know, the first thing to say with doubt is don't be afraid of it. You know, what is Christianity? I was just reading something in my own spiritual life, or spiritual reading on this, but it's very true. Christianity is a mystery of God seeing a group of sinners mm-hmm. and without saying anything to the angels, you know, the angels in heaven, without saying a word, but t- catching everyone by surprise, sending his son into the world to save us. Yes, a lot of preparation with covenants and prophets and all this sort of thing and you know Israel and things like that but out of the blue is this God who out of sheer gift and sheer grace and love as I said earlier insisted on coming to us hearing this anguish in humanity you know all the terrible realities of sin and evil he came in you know how by somebody who was fully human and fully fully divine in one person. Okay, doubt's okay. In a sense of, or to say this, maybe not so much doubt. Lack of understanding is just fine. Okay. Don't go around saying, I doubt this. Say, go, go around saying, I don't know. I want to understand. Faith seeking understanding, it's been said. Anselm, St. Anselm. What does all this mean? For every person, you know, from the most humble soul, you know, the newly baptized, all the way to the Pope himself, at some level is running into something that they don't understand. No one can understand this. Only God in his infinite love, in the Father and the Son expressing themselves through the, through the Holy Spirit, is the only one who fully knows this. You know, beatific vision, we're getting to it. We're getting to it. It caught the angels by surprise. So be willing to say, I don't know. That mm-hmm. is an acceptable answer in the Catholic faith. You know, the worst thing you can do is go around saying, I don't believe it, or I just, I'm going to dissent from it. Right. That's just closing yourself off. Say, I don't know. There was a man who came to Jesus and said, Lord, help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I often say this one, too. Um, I preach this once in a while. Go to the bread of life discourse. I am the bread of life. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood will live forever. You know, on the bread of life, come down for the world. Come down. You know, all these, all these things. Right. Judas gave up and left in that story. And then Jesus, the nerve of the man, to look at Peter and say, what do you say? What do you say? You're putting him on the spot. Mm-hmm. And Peter says, Lord, where else would I go? You've got the words of eternal life. Can you say that in your doubt? 
I know where the eternal life is. You know, I've joked with other people on other considerations. At least Peter knew where his bread was buttered. <laughs> there he is, okay. Did you notice you can tell he doesn't have a clue about what Jesus is talking about? He doesn't understand. He's just saying, I know who you are. And that's, to me, a very powerful lesson to say, you're standing in front of a mystery here. It comes down to who he is. Another one I would say is this. You know, you hear this one. How many times have people, I've done it myself, confessed, this very thing is a sin? Father, I doubt. And I always say this, look where you are. You're in the sacrament of reconciliation. God, right now, is victorious. He's used your doubt to do it. You know, we forget a sacrament is a sign. Mm -hmm. It's right. a sign. The matter you bring to it is important. The sin you bring, God can actually totally transform that. And I always say, look, look what you're doing and look, what you, look where you are. You're in his reconciliation. Yeah, that's one thing. We look at reconciliation too often as a defeat. I, I'm amazed at that one. You know, we walk into a confessional, kneel down, and it's like a lot of times we think we're, we're beaten. Right. No, 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 no. Yeah. You're victorious. Yeah. The sin was the defeat. But the fact you're in there saying it to God and saying, here's where I am. I have to change. I'm guilty of this. I need your love and grace to make it all complete. That person has Christ's resurrection happening in them. Yeah. Their salvation is at hand. You know. The other thing, if you doubt, be there. You know, ask questions. That's another one. You know, the funny thing, I've said this to many people. There was a point in the scriptures, you'd have to look it up. After one of the passion predictions, Jesus saying, you know, I've got to go to Jerusalem. I have to give my life. The apostles were afraid to ask questions. And, of course, what happens? At the cross, they're all tearing off, abandoning Jesus. Who's the one person that stayed utterly faithful? It's Mary. And what did she do before the angels? How can this be? I don't see it. I don't get it. I don't know man. I know all about childbirth. I know about motherhood. I know about parenting. You need a man and a woman. Something's missing here, and I don't see it. And the angel Gabriel said, The Holy Spirit will overshadow you, Mary. By grace, it was enough for her. Ask questions. Throw it out to God. Tell him just like that. I don't see it. This is what I'm seeing. Can you make sense of it? That's mm -hmm. how you pray to God. Mm -hmm. You know, um, in ministry, there's an old phrase, take people exactly where they are. Exactly where they are. And that's what God does with us. Right. You know, He took a little virgin in Nazareth. She's probably 14 or 15. Obviously, she doesn't have full theological understanding. Right. She's got all the thoughts and ideas and conceptions of the world that a 14-year-old Jewish girl would have in those days. Save mm -hmm. anything sinful. Immaculate conception. Preserved from all that. But she is what she is. And, mm -hmm. and God is willing to work with that. You are what you are. The one thing you do, put yourself in front of him. 
and say, I'm, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I know who you are. It's what Peter did. When he didn't is when it all fell apart, talking about how tough he was, right. how brave and how believing. He, he does great when he admits he doesn't know. Exactly. You know, what did Jesus do with him? There's another example. I'm always talking of this one, too. When he threw himself in front of Jesus' feet, and he's saying, Depart from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. It's a lot more than just sin. He's a guy that doesn't get it. He knows it. Right. Jesus says, yeah, get up. I'll make you a fisher of men. He's almost all but saying it. Yes, I know that, Peter. It's been accounted for. Yeah, so I like that because faith doesn't necessarily understand everything, getting everything. It's just that realization that sometimes we don't get everything and still bringing it to God. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to try dryness? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Yeah. Well, things that here, I think here you got to go more practical experience and stuff with this. And, um, you know, first of all, dryness can, is very often from God. Okay. The first thing you, you sometimes you just got to force yourself. That's what conversion is. We're saying, you know, when we're baptized, when we're confirmed, when we're embracing the Eucharist, you know, Jesus in his presence. We're saying, I'm going to be with you every day. And so you got to kind of take a little of that approach. That's the first thing. Never quit. Uh-huh. Never quit. That's another reason I like, by the way, coming back to another one. Ulysses S. Grant, he never quit. He never quit. Now, the saints show you never quit more than any soldier could ever do. You know, but I happen to read more about soldiers and things than I do anything else because of my occupation. Dryness, what can you do? Okay, one of the best things, okay, is maybe you got to get some new ideas. You know, grab a new book. It was said this yesterday, and I've said it myself, you know, our own mass, you know, Father Simon Baker, you know, a pilgrimage. It doesn't have to be elaborate. You could go to the Holy Land if you wish, but maybe go to a shrine. Maybe it's time to do a retreat. You know, if you're stuck in a rut, maybe you've got to get out of the rut. Another one, dryness can be a sign that we're not facing ourselves. This is where an examination of conscience can help. You know, go to confession. Go to confession. You know, sin blinds us. Sin cuts us off from God and his love and what it does in us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can be simply a product of that, that, that we're not facing up to something and well, God seems a little distant. Yeah, he, I suppose you could say he is, but the truth is we're the ones that are distant. Maybe not looking at it. You know? Yeah. Um, it could be time to discern. Maybe it's time to make a change. That's oftentimes what's needed. The most important thing, look at yourself first. Look at yourself first and say, is this because of something I'm not doing or that I am doing? Sure. You know? Another good thing to do is clear your mind of everything else. You know, there are prayer techniques. The monastic prayer often does this. You want to center yourself in a sense of clear yourself of everything, but just God. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and how, how do you go about doing that exactly? Well, it's just not easy. Exactly. Yeah. But just try to, uh, the way I envision it, this is what I often do, just imagine yourself not falling through the cracks of life in my own mind, in the sense of everything else, I just sort of slipped away, or I slipped away from it. 
Okay. One thing I often do in this, um, if you all undoubtedly know the parable of the tax collector and the Pharisee, become the tax collector. Just stand before God saying, Lord, have mercy on me, I'm a sinner. Be like him to say, that's what I am. Tell your sins to God. Mm -hmm. Tell your sins to God. Paul says, be convicted of sin. You say that I need his mercy and love. Recognize also, you don't have to have great consolations and deep spiritual movement inside you to be living a Christian life and to be doing something and, and being productive. You know, the great saints, and I'm not saying that anybody necessarily is in this position, you know, they talk of the dark night of the soul. Mother Teresa, you know, had an experience of this. And look what she was doing. You can do this. You're sustained by grace, not your feelings. Right. And that's one of the yeah. things to keep in mind. Um, I often also have said this. When in doubt, do something for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. You know, if you're off on the wrong track, and God's seeing somebody acting in faith, trying to do something, very often he intervenes. You know, you don't want to do this to force God's hand. That's presumptuous. Right, right. But if you don't know what to do, if you don't know what to do, do something you know, or at least as far as you can tell, would help. Sure. Would be of use, you know, to say, I know I need to do this much. I mean, sometimes we, we can overdo things and expect everything to be a great, profound exper- spiritual experience. And, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the Christian life is doing the mundane. Yeah, yeah. But do something. Get it moving in the right direction. Um, a military analogy, march to the sound of the guns. If you don't know anything at all, the general who's confused, his orders are obsolete, or they never showed up, and he doesn't know, he knows there's a battle over there because he can hear it. Well, go that way. Go that way. And we are in spiritual warfare. I like that. We are. And I've said this to many people. If nothing else, do something like that. Do something, anything. I often say it this way, if your enemy's giving you a problem, or our enemy is, give him one. <laughs> do something for the kingdom. Let that inspire you to do an act of love, no matter how small. An act of worship to God. Let what he's throwing at you lead you to do something in faith, hope, and love. And that will change everything. So open yourself up to God. Kind of look at yourself, maybe your sins. Um, recognize that... Uh, Dryness is necessarily a bad thing, but also try to act on it. Do some good if you can. Yeah. I like those. So I might add this. You may need a spiritual director, a little direction or something, someone to help you sort it out. Sure. Um, very often you can learn something that way. Perfect. And I know a lot of the monks offer that right here at the Abbey. So. We do. Yeah. We do. Perfect. All right, well. Father Marion, thanks for taking some time on your day and telling your story and talking a little bit about history and spiritual dryness, all that stuff. So thanks so much. Uh, could you close up in a prayer? Yes. Lord, we ask that you send the Holy Spirit upon us, upon all who are hearing this. Open all of our hearts as you have opened yourself to us in your great love shown through Jesus Christ. 
And we ask this in the name of Jesus, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks again for coming on the show, Father. Thanks for listening to this edition of MonkCast. You can find us on iTunes and also on Facebook and Twitter. We'll share it. And, of course, on the website, kansasmonks.org.